Welcome to Tanked Up, the podcast and video cast. If you're watching on YouTube, possibly if this works. Yeah, yeah. All about, all about video games and craft beer. I'm Ben, and I'm here with Lucy. Hello. Hey. Hey. How are you? I'm good. I'm cold. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm always good. You? Nice. Uh, the same. Mm. Exactly the same. Good, but cold. Mm. Not so much cold now. I've warmed up a little bit yeah. through the day. But, the, mm. you know, a half-eight start in the garage this morning was pretty chilly. Yeah. I busted out here in my shorts and my flip-flops and a t-shirt and very swiftly went back inside to don the jumper, <laughs> jeans yes. and socks. So, yeah, yeah there's been a change. Mm. Change of weather. Yes. Change of fortune. Ooh. For some. Like Brewdog. <laughs> oh Brewdog, yes. Like, oh. Yes. <laughs> let's just let's touch on this. That's a good point, Lucy. Mm. It's a good point. Um we we shared earlier, uh, between ourselves, uh, an article um all about how well Brewdog are doing. You know, sometimes we start off an episode talking about maybe a few missteps that they've had, um, some bad marketing campaigns that they've put out, or when they've just... Did we talk about their mistreatment of an employee? No, but that was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe just go and look that up if you want something else to throw mm. at Brewdog. But, irrelevant of all of that, they're doing really well. Um, mm. Their revenue has gone up by 55%. That is massive. Um, Huge. From an article from The Scotsman, uh, written mm. by Hannah Burley... This suggests that Brewdog, their revenue has almost gone up to 80 million. That's more than I can even envisage. Yeah. Are they still a microbrewery at this point? Uh, they blur the lines. They blur the lines. They do. They do. Brewdog yeah. are that, that brewery that kind of sits mm. almost in that middle ground between the two, really. Uh, they kind of maybe do enough in terms of putting out new beers, especially with this uh, fanzine that they've brought out, where yeah. they're giving people sort of like limited run beers, mm. um, you know, changing up formulas, changing up recipes. So they're kind of remaining in that kind of like craft notion, I suppose. Yeah. But Craft doing, at heart, but... Yeah. Maybe. Business-wise. Mm, macro corporation yeah. Yeah, that, kind that of. next step. Is there a, is yeah. there a, a middle step? Um... Midi, uh, someone <laughs> maybe they wanting to introduce something at some point, which which is in between. People said mm. no, no. Who knows at this point? I mean, there's a different definition for craft every every week. It seems so. Yeah, maybe there's a new one. I, I don't. I don't know. And there's, I'm pretty sure there's a very definitive um, idea of what craft is in the like in the US, whereas over here it's yes. there's, there's not so much perhaps. Yeah, it's how how many barrels or hectolitres or something of beer that you brew every year and how much of a stake like minority stake or majority stake a beer corporation has um, over you or something like that. So there's too many rules. Just drink beer. Exactly. Just drink beer and enjoy it. Except Bud Light. Don't don't drink that. It's not beer though, is it really? No, it's piss water. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> in this article on the Scotsman, scotsman.com, um, it suggests that 
their bar division made gains of 92% versus the same period last year. That's that's absolutely massive. A lot of people obviously going out to drink. Yeah. Yeah, which is I mean, I get it, but I would have thought like people we're still in that phase where it's it's hard for people to adapt to or not adapt, but like adopt to like new new beers and you know, new haunts for them to go to, so for you know, brewed off to be getting people in droves. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. To that extent, it's you know, I would have thought it's like I don't know, fifteen percent, you know, year over year, but ninety-two. I mean, it would be it'd be interesting to see how Brewdog's numbers, both in the kind of like their revenue and their market share, stack up mm-hmm. against not just not just the smaller guys, but against the bigger boys as well. Um, to yeah. kind of see how much of a chunk they're taking away from from other people, perhaps. <laughs> Because I can't imagine I mm. people are going out more. I think perhaps maybe no. you know Brewdog have opened up a few more bars, and people have gone, "Oh, there's a Brewdog bar there. I know the name. You know, mm. They've done very well at kind of like brand recognition and stuff over yeah. the last few years." So, you know, for people to kind of know the name and go into one of their bars kind of makes sense if one has just popped up as well. Um, mm. You know, I've I've not been in the Brewdog bar in Bristol for probably probably this year. Actually, probably for a whole, yeah. you know, since since 2018, I haven't been in in Brewdog. Yeah. So obviously, other people are. They had their whole here's a coupon for a free beer as well. I was about to, to mention try and draw that, yeah. people in. Mm. So they're doing things. Yeah, I mean, it's been a hot minute since I was in one as well. Mm. Definitely not been to one this year. Even though I've been enticed to go because I have like unlimited wings Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but and obviously. You know, that's the lost leader and just pay mm. for beers upon beers. But um I sat opposite one a few weeks ago. But <laughs> I never went in. <laughs> oh 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 I have been in one. No. That's a lie I it's a complete lie. Gone out, but not at the Bristol one. My head. Not the Bristol one. I haven't no. been the Bristol one. When I went on the my stag do in Cardiff yes. we stopped in for a couple of beers. So yes, I mm-hmm. have actually been in a brew dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, did I drink a Brewdog beer? I must have done. They had other beers on tap, but I, I must have drunk something from Brewdog, I would think. Is that the one near the Millennium Stadium? Or what yeah. used to be called the Millennium Stadium? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. is, that, is that where he... I guess so. We were, around, we were around there. Yeah. Mm, I'm, just, part I'm, of I'm sure City that's Center. where one is. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yes. yes. So I have been in one. I've, I've, yeah. I've been to that one. Yeah. If it's the one I'm thinking of. Maybe it was another bar. Who knows? But anyway. <laughs> Continue. There are lots of bars in Cardiff. Mm, so that's yeah. fine to mistake it for something else. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, should we start drinking? Yeah, please. Yes. Yes. Oh, what are you starting beer. with? I know. We should, have, we should have cracked a beer first, probably. Yeah. It's me diverting the conversation, as always. Yeah. I feel like a deal. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am drinking... A beer from Digbruco. Ooh, which nice. we were actually talking about when you were up in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. Um saying never see their cans anywhere apart from really in um like the the brewery itself. But um yeah. started to see a few more cans around, so this is one of nice. the first cans that I've picked up from them, so uh this will be interesting. It's called Optimo and it's a single hop uh double so it's called so it's a single hop, double dry hopped pale ale. 
So they've double dried it. Double dry hopped it for one hop. With one hop, yeah. Yeah, just one. Just one. Just dabbed it all around, just one. Swirled it in. Yeah. Kind of like what Bud Light do, I suppose, really, with their one hop. Don't they? Just swirl it in the water. Yeah. See what happens. They just throw it in the massive vat. And just one. Um, it's 5.5%. Uh, it's got Marisato wheat and Carapils malts. Uh, it's their house yeast. Uh, there's not much more. It's vegan. Um, mm. Yeah, not much more. Not much more to it. Nice. Uh, the artwork on the can. I'm guessing that's somewhere in Birmingham. It just looks like a normal street yeah, with a bus, bin a that hasn't stop. been picked up. Yeah. A bus that's stop or like a parking toll booth or something. Yeah. Optimo. The, the thing with their beers is that I never know what they mean. Like their 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 names are just. What does that mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, you obviously have like some abstract and quirky names with beer, but these are just... God knows. <laughs> <laughs> well. Mm-hmm. What are speaking you of strange beer names, mm-hmm. um, I'm drinking a beer from Moor. Um, Bristol-based, as most people probably know, but uh, Moor always seem to name their beers after something uh whether it be kind of uh, a cultural kind of nerd reference or something like that and um, mm. they've done a few star wars beers i think there was one called ray of light um you know which they'd released kind of when the star wars movies were coming out uh and they've always got kind of like little play on words with their beer names and stuff and this one is called mormont and it's a collaboration with la brasserie de mont salève that was very good maybe <laughs> You can read Never it. Never heard of them. And you can tell me if I'm wrong. Let me... Can I zoom? Do it again. Show me it. Oh, yeah. Salev. 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 Yeah. Salev. 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 Linguist. This, yes, that's it. That's the only <laughs> the only thing that I can do though. Um, yes. It says Ryan Hops. Here we stand. Uh, obviously, Mormont is a house in Game of Thrones. Mm. Um, More never give you any flavor text, so mm. who knows why this is called that? What? Well, I guess they're Brasserie de Mont Salève. So Mormont, maybe there's a link there, yeah. perhaps, and it's more. So that's kind of what they're playing on. I don't know why it's Game of Thrones. Well, I guess I've just assumed it is because it's the same word. <laughs> it's probably got nothing to do with Game of Thrones. Probably not. Or maybe it has everything to do with Game of Thrones. Maybe well, that's do. a new uh, Reigns game. Oh, interesting. it does. <laughs> interesting to see what they can do with that formula yeah, on, a, on yeah. a license. It'll be... I think it'll just be a palette swap. <laughs> you know, um, from their last game, it's like uh, that 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 Friday the Thirteenth like um, puzzle game. Mm. Uh, they made they made the same puzzle game basically, um, but it just didn't have like uh, the license. But now it does, <laughs> and now it has Jason in it. But fundamentally, but the, same, the game. same game with just a palette swap. But Brilliant. There's new puzzles and everything like that. I'm being a bit harsh, but but yeah, <laughs> that they've updated it. 
slightly. Um, yeah. I, I think with Reigns, um, it's always been a little bit kind of tongue-in-cheek. It doesn't take itself too seriously. Uh, it's mm. slightly comedic. So it'd be interesting to see what they do kind of with the tone that Game of Thrones puts across. That's you know, a very when, good point. When you've got a character like Daenerys or Cersei or someone like that, there's not a lot of humour with that. Mm-hmm. So it'd be really interesting to see their take on it and whether they are maybe injecting kind of their brand, whether their mm. humour gets put into it a little bit. I think that would be fun. As yeah. the kind of more serious, you know, when Telltale did their Game of Thrones game, that was very in the tone of Game of Thrones, really. Um, yeah, yeah, very serious and po-faced and everything. But that that would be so interesting to just to have it a bit more jokey and jovial because I don't watch Game of Thrones, but for people who do, like, just to you know be like, ah, yes, I got that joke or I got that reference, you know. That'd be Uh-oh. cool. Uh-oh. 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 You've What's gone all frozen and weird. Oh, no. <laughs> Some weird little, like, star swipe from the side. Like, and then just, you're back. Can you do that? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Unedited. <laughs> oh, dear. We'll anyway, see. We'll but, see how well um, I can do, what time I've got. Got what the whole bank holiday, mate. Uh, um, I was saying, I was just gonna say it would be good to see, um, like them do it in like a jovial tone. So, mm. you know, fans of the show, will, like pick up on like references and jokes and stuff like that. I think that would be a cool way of doing it. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Mm. Rather than yeah. very serious tone of the show, but completely. And it, you know, mm. why, why make this game? Otherwise, really, mm. we, we don't really need like the Reigns formula with Game of Thrones unless it's going to have a different take to it, and it's going to be more similar to say to Reigns in its tone and sort of humor and stuff. Maybe more so than Game of Thrones. Uh, otherwise, yeah. just give it to someone else to make a similar kind of game that you could mm. probably do cheaper. But you know, mm, yeah, who knows? It'll probably be like free to play and have all this weird. Crappy mobile art style. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And Play it one ninety nine. Fallout shelter. Yeah. Play one ninety nine <laughs> for the Tyrion deck. Yeah. <laughs> Constant updates. Beers. We're, yes. we're, we're massively into this episode. We haven't really spoken mm. much about our beers. No. Um, the thing about it being recorded, I was just about to say, uh, explain the colour and what it looks like, but hopefully people can see this. But um, just in terms of how it tastes. Mm. It's really good. Like Dig Brew Co, you know, they're one of the better brewers in Birmingham, in my opinion. Um, This first I've had something from a can, but um, you know, it's still same, you know, seal of quality as what you'd have in the tap room. Um, You can just tell that the water quality is like really good. It's really soft and drinkable. Nice. Um, It's got a slight sweetness. Uh, to it and like like a slight fruitiness to it, but it's just held back ever so slightly, and you just, which encourages you just to want to take another sip and another sip and another sip. It's like I'm already halfway through my glass, mm. and it's got a tiny bit of maltiness just mixing in with that sweetness. It's it's not too bitter. No, it's it's definitely more on the sweet side, mm. but it's just. 
it's not too carbonated, carbonate. it's quite smooth, it's just really, really easy to drink. Nice. Yeah, it's not dry at all, but you just want to keep going for more. Yeah, mm. that's good, that's good. Um, although I had another beer the other night, and Kim tried it, and she enjoyed mm. it, and again, it wasn't too dry, it was a little, little wet, not too wet, mm. but a little wet, and I think that's one of the things that she doesn't quite like about beers that they dry out really quickly and leave you with that like that light bitterness behind that's Mm -hmm. the thing that she doesn't get behind so when she had um whatever i was drinking the other day it was a little wetter and the the you know the more fruity flavor stuck with her she enjoyed that a little bit more so Mm. definitely works for some beers and again dryness works for some beers <laughs> so maybe not so much, but yeah, depends what you like. The fruitiness is, I think I'm getting like a little bit of pineapple, maybe a little bit of orange peel, mm. but um, yeah, it's just very subtle, but it's nice, very nice. Good. Awesome. Yeah. Um, this Mormont, you get a big, big nose on here. Mm. It's a lot of. I almost feel like it's been kept in like bourbon-soaked barrels or something. Oh. Um, you're getting that kind of slightly sweet rye nature to yeah. it. Mm. Um, that kind of that, that makes me makes me reminiscent of like bourbon. Um, but in the flavour, that's gone completely. That's not really? there at all. Oh. It's a quite a light sort of mouthfeel mm. with the malts kicking in quite nicely but this lovely smokiness to it mm. which kind of remains and it dries out quite quickly there's a little bit of bitterness which the smokiness kind of folds into right, right at the end um, but it's a nice kind of even though it's been in the fridge it's a little warming uh, yeah. you know it's I didn't realise because more don't put a huge amount of information on their cans. Mm. But actually, for the you know for the weather today, for the drop in temperature and the rain coming down, this beer fits perfectly. Yeah. Uh, it's a bit dark outside now. I mean, this is kind of uh, uh, almost. I've started off with it, but I can almost see myself if I had some more reaching for it, like right at the end of the night for like the last beer that I would have, almost yeah. just to finish something off. You know, that lovely smokiness. Mm. coming through into that little bit of bitterness um, is it a harsh smokiness or is it just very no, subtle no not at all it's very yeah. subtle it's very light mm. kind of runs over the top of these yeah. more malty kind of maybe not quite sort of a sweet biscuity mm. kind of flavour to it but it's it's. I mean it, what does it say on the front rye and hops here we stand Um so, I mean, that gives nothing away, but yeah. no idea kind of what hops are in there and, and what what malts are in there kind of working against each other or working together yeah. to give me this. So there's not really any fruitiness to it. There's not really any floral kind of notes mm. to it at all. It is almost just sort of straight up malts mm. yeah. and a bit of, bit of smoky bitterness. So Nice. And what was the percentage on that? 6%. Oh. Okay. Yeah, in, it's almost like a like a brown beer, I suppose. Yeah, like at a least brown in colour. Yeah, mm. a little bit of head to it. It's not um, it's not maybe as as 
flat as I thought it would possibly be for the for yeah. the colour. Um, but yeah, not not really carbonated, but it's got the no. you know, the head sort of retains quite nicely. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I've seen quite a lot of you uh, like rye beers, rye saisons. Mm. I think rye's getting back into uh, getting back into the biz, which is nice. Is. There's, a, there's a lot of nice rye beers. Was there um, a was there a rye saison from Unity in the beer yes. fifty two box? Yeah. yeah, I had that yesterday. It was really nice. Yeah, um, it was spicy, nice. peppery, yeah. um, crisp. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, mm. I had the um, the Belgian IPA mm. uh, yesterday as well. Which was really nice. Uh, really enjoyed kind of that that pepperiness that it, it had to it. Yeah. Over the top of just a very pleasant sort of slightly fruity beer. Mm. A bit of banana in there as well. Yeah, yeah. Really yeah. nice. I'm glad because Unity are going to be at Bristol Beer Festival or Bristol Craft Beer Festival. Good. So that will be interesting. <laughs> yes. uh, obviously, I think more are going to be there. I expect Arthur yeah, are going to be there. Yeah, they'd have to be. Um, they're not what are they putting at exactly but the the two beers I've got today are both from Bristol um, Mm. because this weekend or it might have happened when you listen to this it's the East Bristol Brewery Trail uh, where uh, Moore Arbour Good Chemistry Dawkins and Left Handed Giant all open up their doors all day on a Saturday I think Mm. from 12 till 8 for people to just wander in have a few beers Walk from nice. bar to bar, so yeah. We're Bring go your wellies. Mm, maybe an umbrella, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Or just dash. We'll just have to neck a beer and run to the next place. Yes. So. <laughs> beer run. Should we move? Should we move on to some games? Yeah. Some fun old games. Those fun <laughs> games that keep me coming back. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Let's start there, Lucy. <laughs> You've had uh, a bit of a. A, a bouncy kind of yeah. week? Yeah. Bounce from one game to another. Nothing's sticking. Nothing's holding. Um, except for a game I started today. <laughs> in the last three hours or so. Um, yeah. Which is Guacamelee 2. I will nice. speak about that on the next podcast. Because mm. I should... In fact, I, I probably want to complete it by the next uh, podcast. Um, because I am really into it. I've played a good two, three hours already. Um, nice. Since I came home, I was like... Download that. Uh, PlayStation said for a one gig game, it's going to take half an hour. And I was like, "Cool, thank you, PSN." But um, uh, yeah, really enjoying that. But as I say, I'll speak about that next week because I want to speak about it as a whole rather than yeah, just sure. give. Uh, I'll, I'll give quick early impressions. It's great. It's Guacamelee mm. too. It's a sequel to one of the best Metroidvanias ever made. So <laughs> it's pretty good, and the reviews are all out from other outlets. So. Mm. You know, you can gauge if it's. It's for holding. You or not. It's holding up well against the against the first one. Yes, it's more of the same, and that's not a bad yeah. thing. Uh, um, mm. I'll have to dig more into it to see how much more it's innovated um, on its predecessor. But for now, it's Guacamelee too, and it's great. But um, in terms of just jumping from game to game, um, it, nothing's stuck. It's like. Mm. And I think this is the game that will take me out of my funk, but um, I think I, I will just briefly touch on something that I t- did start playing, which is the strangest thing, because I was like, what I'm d- trying to do now is when I get into a funk, I don't want to play anything, I'm going to be like, pick 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 a genre, look through all the genres and think, what would you like to play now? 
you know? Like, because mm. I like a whole range of genres apart from, like, RTSs and uh, all those fun games that you like, Ben. All the strategy fun. <laughs> and the strategy games and the yeah. turn-based RPGs and all that mess. <laughs> <laughs> but I do like, a, you know, whole range of genres, like shooters, arcade games, mm. adventure games, puzzle games. But, um... I was like, I'm in the mood for, like, a text adventure. Okay. And I was like, but there are no text adventures nowadays. There are a few on mobile that I've forgotten the names mm. of, but there's not many out there, because this was, like, one of the first genres of gaming, and, you know, 40 years down the line, people have obviously moved away from that. But um, I was just looking in my library, and I realised that I had... Um, it's called the 8-Bit Anthology... Which is like a free pack of, gosh, it's Shadowgate, Deja Vu, and another game. I can't remember what the other game is. Um, but it's like, I want to play Shadowgate. Mm. And I started playing it. And 20 minutes in, I was like, yeah, I remember. I can't remember where I've I've played this game. I haven't played it all the way through to completion. But I've definitely played the start of it. Because this is a game of, like, you know, old, old text adventure. I think it was originally for... Was it originally a DOS game? It might have been on Apple first. But it came to, like, NES. It came to everything afterwards. Yeah. Um, this was, like, late 80s. Um, late 80s game might have been... Was it 87? I want to say 87. I can't remember. But um, I don't know what iteration came out first but I think it was around 87 but I started playing it and I was like oh yeah I remember what to do yeah put you know the keys in the school and then you do this don't pick up the tome do this and that and then after about 20 minutes in I was just I don't know how I remembered it because I haven't played this game in many years and I can't remember where I would have played it first yeah god knows it might have just been in a browser <laughs> or something at this point but um, after about 20 minutes, I was just so... I was like, what am I meant to do now? And, <laughs> you know... I, lost. I, yeah, I, I make no... I'm not ashamed. I looked up a guide, because it's like, I'm not going to be clicking around. Especially, I, I'm playing it on Xbox, because I picked up this anthology for like £2 on yeah. sale. And you, you can only use like the uh, joystick as a cursor. So that's really cumbersome in itself. Um mm. It was like, you know what, I'm not going to be... If it was with a mouse, then I might have spent more time, you know, clicking around, uh, trying to discover new things. But since it was on Xbox, I was just like, I don't have the energy for this or, or the desire. So I'll just, <laughs> I'll just look at a guide. And, um, yeah, those games, like just like any point-and-click adventure games back then, you think of, like, the LucasArts games or anything. Yeah. They were just ridiculously stupid <laughs> it's like it's obviously to like prolong the game because when you know if you just go through any point and click adventure even from now um nowadays it, you can finish that probably sub one hour yeah, so yeah and, and if you're paying for i don't know a car to that costs i don't know back in the day like 60 pounds or something like that it's like they want to stretch that um, mm. experience out so they obviously want to make the puzzles hard and a bit obtuse and everything like that but um, yeah I've 
I was playing Shadowgate, and I don't know why, but um, it's it's still a cool game. I still like yeah. you know old school text adventures, and I wish they I wish they would make more because it's like there's just something mm. so wholesome and simple about it, and yeah, that was what I was in the mood for, and um, I also downloaded like Prince of Persia on. I just typed it into Google, like I was just say let me just play a ROM or something like that. And it was something in like the Microsoft Store, <laughs> okay. Prince of Persia, and it's got like um, all these different hacked versions of it. And I was like, I'll just download this, and it's the original <laughs> Prince of Persia, and I was playing nice. that. I just wanted a game that was just like, yeah, this is nonsense, <laughs> you know. Mm. And every next step you take, it's something that's trying to kill you, or it's going to be a trap, or <laughs> yeah, yeah. the floor's going to open up underneath you, and it's just. But yeah, Prince of Persia played 25 plus years ago you know <laughs> and it's like a while yeah. yes yes it was a while ago i, I suppose it's um, interesting because we don't mm, really i mean going on the like the prince of persia idea mm, we've had further iterations further games in the franchise which have brought them into uh, more modern kind of sensibilities, uh, you know, maybe not for yeah. the last five years, perhaps. I don't know when the it's last one came out. That. Five or six years, maybe. It's probably close um, to ten, is it not? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, mm. for the Forgotten Sands, which yeah, slightly didn't quite tie in with the when film. When was the Jake came out when the film <laughs> came out? That's got to be ten years ago. It has to be. 2008. Ooh. I was going to just... I'd I say before did, that. I did a little bit of quick Googling and Shadowgate came out in 1987 for oh, the right. Apple Mac. Yeah, uh, yeah, I was right, yeah. Yeah, so you were right. Mm. Uh, quick Googling for Prince of Persia film. Um, but, you know... <laughs> don't Google don't, that. Yeah, you don't want don't, that in your history. <laughs> <laughs> we don't go back to, mm. I suppose maybe the original games like that so much because we have these more modern games to go back and yeah. play you know whereas you've yes we've had a couple of say Castlevania games haven't we which have gone more into kind of like the third person action games and stuff but mm. maybe nowhere quite as much as, as Prince of Persia and the Castlevania games maybe didn't do quite as well as the um, that, that trilogy the, the yeah. Sands of Time trilogy for Prince of Persia kind of did so maybe people step back a little more into Castlevania and it's a lot more accessible mm. now to play something like Castlevania because you get it yeah. on the uh, on the mini um, Nintendo consoles, uh, and it's available mm. in lots of different places. Yeah. Whereas something like Prince of Persia, you do kind of have to hack your way around a little bit to find yeah. it. Because mm. that was originally on Apple Apple Two, so it's been a while. But um, yes, yeah. Speaking of Castlevania, um, Symphony of the Night, which I spoke about last week. Mm. Um, got to the inverted castle. The game's great, fantastic. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to continue with it though, because <laughs> the difficulty just spiked as soon as I got into the inverted castle. And because in this game, this you know one of the first Castlevania games where you actually level up, it's all it's got RPG elements in it. Yeah. Um, it would take a bit of grinding to like level myself up and just get my ass kicked by. All these weird creatures, and it's just like I'm not sure if I have the patience, at least now, to to, to go back to it. And um, same with Dead Cells for me as well, because mm. uh, I don't think I'm going to play that game anymore. I I really enjoyed my time with it, but at yeah. the end of the day, it's a roguelike, and there's only so many times I can go through the prisoner cells 
without bashing my head against a wall. <laughs> you know? so. That's fair. great game though. Great game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good on you, Motion Twin. Well done. <laughs> but then, as I think, as we kind of mentioned, maybe in the last episode, like not every game is for everyone. You you kind of you can you know with Dead Cells, you were able to kind of pick those elements of it those more metroidvania elements out of it and enjoy mm. those and mm. and they kind of outshone the the roguelike elements whereas i suppose now at least you've got to you've got to that tipping point where you've played enough yeah. that actually those roguelike elements are kind of overshadowing the yeah the, the metroidvania elements a little bit yeah and i probably played it for a good 20 hours or so so yeah. i've got more than my fair share work of that and it's you know bargain for your buck and the combat is fantastic and I really enjoyed that and I'll probably like just just go in for a few more like rounds um every now mm. and then but um uh I think I'll I'll put I'll shelve that one for now um yeah H- Hollow Knight got a got another update um free update today um their their la- I think it's their last DLC pack that they're putting out and probably going to check that out much more inclined yeah. to go nice. back to Hollow Knight rather than Dead Cells but mm. Yeah, that's because Hollow Knight is better than Dead Cells. I see a lot of... <laughs> yeah, that's good. It's yeah. good yeah. to have those tiered, numbered <laughs> games for lists towards Yeah, I don't think Dead Cells is going to reach my top ten, but mm. which is surprising considering how good it is, how good the combat is, but yeah, it's just... Mm. Just not enough for you. No, the rogue, rogue elements are just yeah, too much for hindrance. Yeah, yeah, for me to yeah. get a lot of enjoyment. If there was a story, if there was like progression, if well, there is progression. I shouldn't say that, but like more of a, I don't know, obvious progression and more, more of just a start to end linear experience. Mm. That'd be much more inclined to. Um, yeah enjoy it but now that I've got Guacamole which is a true Metroidvania mm. I think that will take more of my um, attention away from Dead Cells which is fine that's fair mm. yeah yeah, definitely you're getting from Guacamole to kind of what you wanted yes. from Dead Cells so yeah it's mm. good it's good to be able to jump between these you know between however many games you want to be able to jump between getting yeah. different things from them and then finding that one yeah you know, actually this, this does what I want it to mm. extremely well yeah. It doesn't have this extra like additional layer tacked onto it, which is giving something brilliant to someone else, and that mm. combination for somebody else might work perfectly. But for me, this is the core of what I want, and actually mm. this new game's come out, it does that brilliantly. Yeah. So, I'm going to play that one. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. And the joy of there being so many developers and publishers and all of these games coming out all the time. Yeah. Um, like a lot of the outlets that I've, you know, just listened to podcasts and stuff like that, were, it sounds like they were complaining the amount of Metroidvanias that were coming out. Like, <laughs> and I was like, I'm literally in heaven. It's like it's raining Metroidvanias and just outside with no umbrella, and it's great. The messenger's nice. coming out like next Thursday. Oh, I can't wait yeah. for that. That's why I'm gonna finish Guacamelee because the messenger looks Ninja Gaiden. It does. That's I'm wondering A-okay. whether I'll, I'm wondering whether I will pick it up on PC on its release Just or buy a wait, switch. Maybe. For yeah. God's sake, what are you doing? Just well, 
<laughs> I was looking at these, um, well, not not just, but about a couple of weeks ago, I was looking at these limited edition 500 million PlayStation oh, consoles. No. No like, one I needs don't that. Have enough, I don't have enough money for a limited edition PlayStation Pro. I don't even have enough money for a Switch, <laughs> let alone buying mm. something I kind of already have with mm. a new skin on it and a little bit of an upgrade. You know, you, like, you don't have a Pro, do you? No, no, no. no it's just yeah, I thought not. I'm slim I'm just a, PS4, a yeah. standard scrub, mate. <laughs> Me too. And you know what's good about Guacamole? My PS4 doesn't sound like it's on fire. So <laughs> <laughs> it's on now and quite as a whisper. Nice. Yeah. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Even my, um, obviously everyone, everyone will remember. In fact, it was about a year ago, mm. this time a year ago, when some prick stole my PlayStation. Mm. Um, yeah, it was around this time, wasn't it? Everyone will remember that, obviously. Mm. Uh, but when I got a new PlayStation, it was obviously the new uh, model, rather than the original PS4 that came out, so it's not mm. as nice, it's not quite as sleek. The form factor is not quite as good. Yeah, the toaster uh, or, or the sandwich, yeah. sorry. But <laughs> it doesn't. Uh, when I played God of War, didn't sound that bad. Oh, that's uh, good. I know yeah. that my old machine would have, you know, it would have been like a oh, Harrier fucking was... jump jet going yeah. off in my lounge. <laughs> yeah. just like, mine was so loud. It was yeah. so bad. And maybe it's my fault because I haven't cleaned it and it is sitting in a like cabinet and, you know, hasn't. Got much air circulation back there, but it oh, is it's really no. loud. Really kind of irrelevant. Loud. Design fault, right? <sighs> yes. It looks pretty <laughs> as hell. One of the best looking <laughs> consoles ever made. But is it loud? That's why, you know, God bless Xbox. They made that thing. It was a doorstop. It was huge. You could... that. <laughs> it, it's a murder weapon. But... It was quiet. Whisper quiet. Yeah. <laughs> Colonel Mustard with the Xbox One in the games room. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Huge. Um, Ugly thing. Uh, oh, what a sight. Well, I, 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 can see, I can see a new one. I can see them spending time on the form factor of the, of the oh, next yeah. iteration. Yeah. The, the Xbox One X is it's sleek. Uh, so I yeah. imagine the next cons- console will look you know look like that mm. very yeah, very yeah. elegantly designed mm. nice i'm i'm going to open up another beer me too cuz that one went very quickly it did yeah um mm. yeah i think the the moment went a lot quicker than i possibly thought it was going to go yeah uh, but yeah disappeared uh, i'm going to crack open an arbor and this is space Within hardware Okay. Exactly, which is a New yeah. England IPA. Very nice. Um, nice. What does it say? I'll give you a little bit. It's six point six percent. It's in a five hundred and sixty-eight mil bottle. Um, super heavily hopped New England IPA, brewed with a Cuanot Galaxy Mosaic and Simcoe hops. That is all. Tells me that, that there's malts and stuff in there, but doesn't tell me which ones. Yeah, I haven't had an Arbor beer in absolutely ages. I always go into the shop and think, "Oh, I'd love a Arbor beer," just for you know, just because it's a bigger bottle and getting yeah. value for your money. But um, not many. I don't see many new ones, at least in you know my shop. Um, 
that I haven't tried. Uh, yeah, so. I've, I've noticed the same sort of thing that um, yeah. every time I go in, there's maybe maybe one that I'm sort of sat there and thinking, oh, I haven't had this one. They've been doing okay. a lot of um, like single single hopped IPAs, uh, right, okay. like single hop pails mm. and things like that at the moment that I keep seeing. So mm. I think I saw the Mosaic. I I think it was just called Mosaic IPA, or maybe it was a pale. But right. yeah, um, they had the is it the Motueka, um, which I've had a couple of times, yeah. and then just sat next to it was just mosaic ipa which i mistook for a, another bottle of motueka and i just mm. thought okay it's just that i don't want it and then i saw it and thought oh they must have ju- you know just done a, a single hop variety yeah uh, of this so they do they are they are bringing things out but maybe okay. it's kind of smaller yeah. batch yeah because uh, you don't see them sort of in, stuff, yeah. So. yeah we see the yeah. same ones like osbom and uh is it the Yakima one or something like that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yakima, mm. Yakima Valley, which is yeah, the, I think like the really like 12% one, maybe. Mm. Uh, but this yes. one, Space Hardware, was the one that I hadn't seen before when I went in. So Yeah, no, uh, I, yeah, I haven't it was seen the, that one. Kind of the instant grab for me. Mm. I am drinking uh, a beer from one of my favourites on the podcast, from Weird Beard. Nice. Um, it's called Death Growl. And it's a lemon and honey triple. Uh, it's eight point six percent. Believe it's collaboration with Solvay Society. Right, I'll read the flavour text because I always give you a fair bit of flavour text on these. Uh, okay. After a few false starts, we hit gold with this Belgian triple. Uh, you get penny bubblegum and bergamot aromas with the cascade hops and sweet foam bananas and stone fruit esters of the mm-hmm. Abbey yeast, mixed in with white peppery spelt notes and a blossom-like flavours of honey. Here's one deliciously complex, modern triple, that will soothe the soul, even of the most damned. Okay. <laughs> right, um, I actually had a little snafu when I picked this up um, on a trip to the beer shop probably about a m- month ago, maybe? Okay. And then I went there yes yesterday, and I picked it up again because I was like, oh, that sounds nice. I don't know if I have that one. So I have two bottles of this. So hopefully it's uh, really nice. And But that's it. I mean, unless you've, unless you've drank it and you've managed to put it on something like Untapped. Yeah. And you check that when you go into the beer shop. There's no way you're going to remember every beer no. you've ever drank. No, no. Absolutely no way. Oh, no. No. And usually with Weird Beard, I know the ones that I haven't drank. Because every time I see a new one, it's like, yeah. I'm going to pick that up. Because they make some of the best beers in the country. And the, mm. you don't hear enough about them. But um, No, it's I was mm. I was sat in the, the bottle shop the other day, uh, look, kind of looking around the beers and noticing and chatting with, um, with Lewis um, at Bottles and Books, kind of about kind of what he's got coming in and stuff. And, you know, there's a lot of Bristol beers in there, a lot, mm. because we have a brilliant kind of beer scene down here. But mm. then the other beers that he's got in are, um, you know, a lot of Northern Monk. You get some Wylam, you get some Verdant. Um, he's just got in a few more beers from Pressure Drop. Uh, you're starting mm. to see, you know, at least for him, yeah. where he had maybe, I don't know, the Bristol breweries plus maybe another 10 or 15 brewers from around the country who he got in yeah. regularly it's starting to open up a little bit more again. You know, okay. you used to go to, say, when we started the podcast up, 
you'd go down to like Brewers Droop or Grape and Grind, mm. and again, tons of Bristol beers. Yeah. Uh, maybe a few American, maybe a few German beers, maybe a load of Belgian beers in, but mm. then kind of breweries from the UK and further afield in the UK didn't mm. really get much of a look in. Maybe someone like Brew by Numbers or Colonel, you know, some of the slightly more well-known guys, perhaps. Uh, but I've noticed a few more are starting to maybe come back a little bit. And I don't know whether it's been like production issues, whether the CO2 shortage has actually had an impact on, on people mm. and on breweries and things. Possibly. Uh, suddenly, um, I picked up, um, I think, which I'm going to say for next week, um, a beer from Mad Hatter, and I've not seen them for absolutely ages. Uh, so, mm. Did, uh, Are they still people, doing bottles? No, no, really? they jumped to cans, or at least the beer that I've got is in a is in a can. Okay, because I only remember them in bottles. Um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of my conversation with Lewis was about the difference between cans and bottles, and kind of what yeah. he shifts and the speed at which he shifts things. So, mm. I think yeah. at some point in the future, I'm going to try and get him on an episode. Oh, that'd be uh, great. Whether yeah. whether that's just me going to the bottle shop, and getting smashed there with him. <laughs> that sounds pretty good. <laughs> So maybe talk about those kinds of things. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the beers that we're drinking now, the mm. weird beard. How is it? Um, it is. It's quite nice. I won't say very nice just yet. Um, what I'll say off the bat is that I was I was looking at the like see if there was any ingredients because it does taste like it's got car- coriander in it, um, yeah. like that kind of that soapy kind of. Um, mm taste which isn't for everybody absolutely not um i don't mind it and sometimes it works well um in some some kind of beers um this one is i'm not sure if it's it's like the citrus from the bergamo or or, or that that i'm tasting or if it is Mm. like this strange coriander flavor that i'm getting okay um but it has got lemon in it it might be that it just tastes slightly soapy but yeah yeah. You know, when you're thinking about, like, I don't know, fairy liquid. Um, Shouts out to fairy. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you, it's you do get like, those, like, citrusy, like, uh, you know, washing you up. You do, and foods, yeah. you kind of, you you've maybe find it when you've picked a glass up, like, off the mm. draining board or something, that it's just got that little kind of mm. edge to it around the rim of the glass or something that you pick yeah. up on the first couple of sips of whatever you're drinking, mm. whether it's water or something. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know I know what you mean. But, but that does... Um, it slowly fades, and you do pick a bit more of, um, like, the honey um, mm. in it, a bit of sweetness. Uh, but I will say that it's it's really, really, really smooth. Um, you can't you can't taste that eight point six percent. Okay, all. nice. I mean, looking at it, it's quite opaque. It looks like it would be like quite, quite, quite juicy, quite, quite of a juice bomb, quite heavy, mm. quite thick, but. It's going down really easily, but um, I think I'm just going to let this one dwell and mm. come back with some more thoughts. But I'm enjoying it for now. Nice. Um, okay. It wasn't. I'm glad it's not too sweet because I don't really like sweet beers, and with the 8.6 percent, you would think that you know that sweetness would probably go um, go up with the alcohol content. But it's not yeah. too sweet. But um, I kind of want a bit more from that honey. But I'm not quite getting it yet. But mm. um, I'll see where we are. A few honey's, more honey's a very difficult one. It to, is to push yeah. through. It's had, so delicate. Mm, I've had so many beers that have been like, oh yeah, honey IPA. Um, mm. 
I can't remember the name of the brewery, but I had two beers on them on a podcast, and one of them, I think both of them were like honey based. Um, but one couldn't taste the honey at all. It was amazing IPA. That's what I find yeah. a, find <laughs> find a lot with like these honey beers. It's like I can't taste the honey at all, but I really love your beer. Um, the only person who's done it right for me so far is Dea with their mm. um, honey be good, and I think they've discontinued that. Um, probably still have the recipe somewhere, but they don't make it anymore. But that is the best honey beer that I've ever tasted. Mm. But I'll nice. let this nice. sink in. Mm. How's the Spaceman, Space Wars. Okay, space, <laughs> space Hardware. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's nice, it's nice. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm coming around a lot more recently to Stone Fruits, to um, like the style of like mm. a New England IPA as well. Uh, I don't know whether it's just because I'm drinking more of them that my palate is changing very slightly, that I'm enjoying them a little bit more. But this is, I mean, it's very, very opaque. It's very mm. hazy. Um, it, it looks um, a little kind of mm. orangey. Um, there's a lot of yeah. sediment in the bottom. I don't know if you're going to pick that up on there. You can just see, just, yeah, see a yeah. couple of little bits in the bottom. Mm. Um, but it's it's got kind of those stone fruit flavours to them. But they're not big. They're not kind of in your mm. face. And you know, with a lot of Arbor beers, they tend to have a big flavour. This seems a little bit paired back, a little bit maybe balanced out with something else mm. um, to give a, a slightly smoother mm. kind of feel to it. It's quite viscous. It's quite thick. Yeah. Um, and it's in its yeah. Sort it of looks vein. it. It looks like when you're uh, at the beach and you. You got sand and just watered down sand. <laughs> That's what it looks like. It looks that thick and that. It does. That it does. I mean, yeah. to drink, it's not quite that. No, um, <laughs> I'm more, just saying that's what it know, looks it's like. A little, it's a little sure. thicker, maybe around yeah. the lines of you know the. Um, I can't remember which one it was. It was one of the Cloudwater Double IPA version numbers, which was one like super thick. Mm. It's not quite there, you know. It's not. It's not yeah. super thick. We're not talking kind of like stout levels of, of mm-hmm. sort of thickness here, but it's a little bit thicker than your kind of like your standard IPA or your standard um, like New England IPA. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's got a lovely little bitterness to it at the end as well. So these stone fruit flavors they stick around slightly, yeah, nice, and they kind of merge into this like nice bitterness, which kind of kicks in in the mid and then and comes around sort of more mm. towards the end, but. It doesn't. It doesn't push down those stone fruit flavors. It kind of almost yeah. comes in alongside them and, and flows with them very nicely. Uh, it's a little dry, not quite okay. as not quite as dry as the moment. Um, hmm. But it's looking like that. I think it's just like, yep, not dry at all. But it's it's still wet. It's still wet. Yeah. And then it kind of goes. Maybe it's sort of like a 10, 15 second yeah. kind of uh, uh, dryness to it. Mm-hmm. But that then leaves, and it might be because I'm talking a little bit as well as I'm drinking it. Um, no, sometimes you know, look at the beer, deceives how it's going to taste. Yes, uh, yeah, pre- it does. flavor profile, yeah. And it's it's kind of it looks a little bit like a juice bomb, but it's not yeah. quite, which is nice. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. I, I again a nice pick for the kind of the day and the evening that we've sort of we've had. Yeah. Um, I'm not. I don't know whether I would have really been up for a big, a big juicy hit this evening uh so yeah 
I just, I'm obviously mentally working hard uh, at knowing what's going on with beers <laughs> without actually knowing what's going on with beers to suit them to the to the weather. Who knows? Seem to be doing that quite well. Yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, very much enjoying this. It's um, uh, you know, as I said, kind of, I think when I started describing the beer, I'm coming around a little more to like New England IPAs. Uh, Good combo. So, mm. 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 Yeah, I told well, you we were wrong. But that's the thing. It's kind of, you know, you drink a beer style, you're like, well, that's fine. I don't really get on with it. I prefer an IPA, maybe, or, or something else, possibly. And then you drink some more of them. Mm. And then you drink some more of them. Yeah. And then you just, you're just fine with them. You're okay. Yeah. And then you start learning, like, the nuances of the beer. Like, yes. Yeah. F- for a while, sours, we both hated them. It's mm. like, Sour is sour, you know. What's the lemony scale? No one knows, <laughs> you know. Sour is a sour, but no, yeah, can start picking out distinct ones. It's just like, yes, understand so, the style a bit more, exactly. At least with you know, us drinking beers and talking to the listeners <sighs> about all of these video games, you're kind of getting our you know, our beer education as well as we delve into different styles <laughs> and we learn about them. We understand them a little bit better. Oh yes, yes, our education. I thought you said yes, not we're teaching people because no, we can't no. teach anybody. No. no, we don't know anything. God, no no idea. I'll tell you what this beer is like. <laughs> you will have had a coffee about an hour earlier. You'll drink mm. the beer. This tastes completely different to what you said. But it's <laughs> not what I thought it was at all. Don't trust us. Apart from Best maybe games. Yeah. Have you played anything? <gasps> I have. I've oh. actually played some games. Um, yes. I think on the last episode I said I'd started something, and we chatted about it a little bit off mm. air afterwards. We uh, did. But I have been playing a lot of Moonlighter, and I think it's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Okay. Um, I wanted to try that out, but I just didn't get around to it. So, yeah. Um, it's it's a bit of a it's a bit of a time sink. Uh, yeah, so, that was my uh, that was my fear. Yeah, it's a um, god. It's kind of like a combination of of things. It's a dungeon delving, loot driven exploration game. Yes. Uh, but you also manage a management shop. sim as well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So all of the loot, well, not all of the loot, but most of the loot that you get, you will sell in your shop for money. Mm. Yes. Uh, there's a little bit of story behind it. You know, there's four dungeons they used to be open there was a fifth door no one knew what it was um and then things went a bit tits up and they closed all of the dungeons right yes everyone abandoned the town that had you know sprung up around this new burgeoning um economy from all of this loot coming out and all these adventurers coming out with all this equipment and stuff uh, and you own moonlighter which is the name of the shop uh, which one of your rel- one of your distant relatives started up when the, the when the dungeons first appeared, uh, and you've decided that you're going to kind of you know delve into the dungeons, and the first one that's open, you kind of go into and you take some loot and you bring it back and you sell it, and it's got this lovely loop to it, where by day you're kind of you know working in a shop selling your loot. And that kind of has a, a that has a very uh, timed uh, effect to it. Your shop can only be open for a certain amount of time. With this very small bar in the bottom, going from like a full sun to a half sun to a moon, mm. and suddenly it's night time. Your shop closes, and you can go out and raid a dungeon. 
Yeah. And then when you come out or you jump out of a dungeon, it's the daytime again, and you go and you sell in your shop. And it's the, the, this loop is so compelling because mm. you'll go, you'll realise that almost every time you go back to your shop, you've delved a little deeper, you've got some, you know, you've got more loot, or you've uncovered items which sell for a little bit more money. And each time you sell every day, you're making a little bit more money. You know, you start off making maybe 30,000 units. I don't know what currency they're using. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you make 40,000. Rupees. And then you make... It's probably close. Uh, ruffles or something. Uh, and then you make 60,000. And I mean, I'm, I'm currently um, going through the third dungeon. And mm. I'm making like 130,000, you know, credits... Uh, you know per shopping trip and you are and it has those kind of very very light upgrade elements to it as well so you can upgrade your sword and your shield or your big sword your two-handed sword or your spear you know there's a range of weapons Mm. that you can use you can upgrade all of those to then just make sure that you're adequate to be able to get through the next dungeon which obviously ups how difficult uh, the enemies mm. are uh, there's I think there's a um, some kind of headpiece a chest piece and some boots to be able to put on and to upgrade as well mm. so there's those light elements to upgrade whilst you're adventuring but the shop can also be upgraded as well mm-hmm. and you can get more table space to put more items out to get more customers to come in you can actually upgrade the town as well so you can bring other people in. Uh, you can bring in a back blacksmith, who is then the one who upgrades your uh, equipment for you. You can bring in this kind of, I don't know what it was called, but essentially someone who can um, create healing potions for you or other kinds of potions. A and also, necromancer. No, that's the wrong thing. They don't bring people back from the den. No, no, this is um, completely the wrong thing. <laughs> but they can also like enhance your equipment as well. Yes. So, Alchemist. Yes, yeah, like an alchemist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you can also I know bring words. in. Yeah. <laughs> and that's good. Uh, you yeah. can also bring in like another shop, almost kind yes. of like as competition. So actually, uh, oh, okay. once you've once you've upgraded your shop enough, mm. you'll get people coming into the shop um, and giving you requests, and you'll have a certain amount of days mm. to fulfil this request. And if you go on a dungeon dive and you don't quite get them, you could run to the shop. And buy this, buy the you know maybe the one out of ten that you haven't quite got items from massively inflated price, more so right. than anyone would buy it from your shop. But that's kind of the you know the reason from it's there. the you can buy it from the competitor from the, from the competitor. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's interesting. That's really interesting. So it gives you mm. kind of like another route that actually, if mm. you kind of just want to, uh, you know, you might get a quest which takes you back to one of the older dungeons. And if you don't want to go in the older dungeons, you just want to stay in the new dungeon. You want to mm. delve deeper. Um, and there's three levels to each dungeon, so yeah. you maybe you've just got to do, like level two, and you want to keep doing that. You don't want to go back to the old dungeon. You just mm. go to the other guy and say, "Well, I made sixty thousand in a shopping day yesterday. I've got to spend fifty-five of that on all of these items, and I'll make like, and I'll make maybe sixty mm. from the request. So I shall. That's what I'll do instead of going to yeah. the dungeon and kind of you know doing it that sort of way." That's really um, interesting. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I mean, that's how say, an economy works. I guess it, it, completely, really completely. Yeah. But it's such. It, I mean, it's mm. such a compelling loop that I yeah. find myself going, "Oh, I'll, I'll just do a dungeon run." Oh no, wait. Let me just sell everything. 
Oh, I, yeah. no, I'll just do another run. No, let me just yeah. sell all of the stuff that I've just brought back. Actually, let me jump it's back one into of this those dungeon and get some. One more, one more uh, goes. One more, one more hour games, yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's, I mean, That's you good. know, what happens um, if you die in the dungeon, you're basically kind of like ejected out of the dungeon. Mm -hmm. um, you lose all of the items that you've collected. Or? So you've got five mm -hmm. slots at the top, which you keep, and then another 20 slots maybe 15 yeah. slots I'm trying to think what it is it might be 15 yeah. slots uh, yeah which all go when you've been killed um, right. and obviously what happens is a little because bit of time passes got, like, as well roguelite like elements in it not not sort really of, not really like you die can you get your loot back later mm, once you no. get back in so mm. I don't think so so the mm. dungeons are all kind of like procedurally generated as well Maybe it's um, that's what I was thinking about. You know the buzzwords, yeah. roguelite or procedurally <laughs> generated. It's so one of the two nowadays. You find that um, with the dungeons, <laughs> there's maybe, um, you know, I suppose maybe they've got X number of rooms <laughs> for each of these dungeons. And what they'll do is the dungeon will populate these rooms in a certain order. So you start to recognise rooms as you're playing through, which is fine. I, yeah. You know, I've, I've never really, that's not really fussed me because, you know, that room may then have a door at the end next time, whereas previously it didn't, or it has a door in a slightly different place, and you go into another mm. room which is different, which, yeah, maybe you've seen before, but actually you've just done five rooms which are full of enemies yeah. before you have any kind of like respite or a, a brief sort of pause to then be able to go back and explore a different path through the dungeon, possibly. Um, so that, that kind of that procedural generation does keep it quite fresh. Um, but also, I found that, you know, as we were talking about, like, wanting that um, that sense of progression, yeah. this definitely gives it to you. You know, once you've upgraded your weapon, you go back into a previous dungeon, and you're just almost one-shotting things and absolutely mm. tearing the place up. Maybe you'll get down to the third level, and, and, you know, some enemies need maybe three or four shots, and you still have to think quite strategically about how you... Uh, take each of those encounters um, whether you dodge out the way of whatever they're doing or you just mm. run in and just swing your sword towards them sort of thing uh, so it makes you it does make you feel like you're progressing and that when yeah. you go back you're you are you know a lot more a lot stronger yeah. and a lot yeah. stronger to be able to take it on yeah um it's, it's like it's like dead cells like you're always making progression yeah um, even though you're sometimes reset back to zero um always making progression that that lessens like some of the uh you know the uh oh, sh oh, oh no i died yeah, yeah. like kind of thing yeah it's like it's not the end of the world basically it's like, yeah completely you 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 feel compelled to jump back in yeah not not out of that frustration but out of i didn't lose everything um but i know i can do better and i know even exactly. if i don't have the most successful run i'm still building towards something yeah. in the next run and Moonlight, it does that very well as well. You yeah. know, yes, you've mm. lost all of those items that you've collected, but it's mm. so easy to just go, I'll just jump straight back in yeah. and and run through it. Yeah, yeah, completely. Um, it's, you know, it's all... Um, it's kind of... I don't know what, like, bit it is. It's mm. not 8-bit, it's not 16-bit. It's, uh, it's maybe... It's, it's pixel it, art. It, yeah. It's but, not 32. It's although not... I thought it might have been 64. Hmm, because there's, to... a, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of detail 
in yeah, it's, the environments uh, and the textures and like the ground coverings and the rooms and mm. stuff. And it's all it's all a top down view, but you know, it's got that slight kind of like Zelda element to it, that's like side on yeah. view for, for enemies and things like this. Um it, but it it's looks one of those, lovely. Yeah. You know? yeah, it looks fantastic. And um, they've 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 and it really looks so fluid, yeah. It yeah. does look yes, mm. completely. And they've really worked well on giving each of the dungeons its own tone and its own personality. Mm. You know, there's different enemies in all of them, but they're com- they're completely different kind of like colour palette. Uh, everything on the walls or the ground texture is all completely different. They've really mm. worked on kind of like each of the dungeons to make them feel unique and make them feel yeah. different. Uh, but the thing that has really like caught me is the music. Oh, okay. And mm. It's it it's it's beautiful, beautiful music that kind of like builds and swells with what you're doing. Each dungeon has its own sort of theme, and the town mm. has its own sort of theme, whether it's day or whether it's night, and uh, it it jumps between maybe different instruments playing kind of yeah. the same refrain based on what you're doing, uh, but. There was a part, and I think it's—I think it is—the town at night time, right. which has a very similar kind of um, set of notes, like the, uh, on over a couple of bars, which mm. is very similar to one of the tracks Zelda's? out of no, out of Final <laughs> Fantasy VII, huh? and it's okay. one of these very um, relaxed, very chilled out kind of mm. tunes. Yeah. Is it like walking music? I mean, it took me, it took me absolutely ages. Music. It's like, you know, like uh, just a very sort of mm. orchestral kind of, just like, a, uh, I'm just going about my business kind of thing. <laughs> it's a nice sunny afternoon. Yeah. Um, and it sort of, it just, it, it just sat really well with what I was doing. And it kind of, you know, the whole game is, gives a little bit of that nostalgia value. Of going oh, yeah, back to yeah. maybe like when, when I look at it, it just looks like a Zelda game, yeah. And it's like it does a little, definitely. That's yeah. that's what's so yeah. iconic about all those Zeldas, like the music, and it's great that yes. they've managed to, like, on top of everything else, also. I mean, music is such a critical part to any game, but also nail that as well. That yeah, sounds, yeah, completely. just makes the experience even even better. It yeah, does. It, it just enhances it. Just that mm. little bit. Um, and I don't think you know. I wasn't really feeling very nostalgic mm. at all whilst I was playing through it until I heard that, and I yeah. racked my brain thinking, "I'm sure I've heard this <laughs> this kind of like this yeah. little bar somewhere before, and it sounds so familiar." Mm. And I well, I say it's from Final Fantasy VII. I think it's it, I think it's similar to one of the songs right. of Final Fantasy VII. I haven't actually gone back and listened to the soundtrack mm. from Final Fantasy VII to see if it's similar. But well, I wouldn't be surprised, you know. Took but inspiration it, from it. It has me, it, you know, it's given me that link. Mm. It has me thinking about that. Yeah. So, it, yeah. It, you know, it, this, this well made, very compelling game mm. has also then loaded this little bit of nostalgia yeah. on top of me as well, which kind of draws you in just that little bit more, too. Um, so it, it kind of it, it hits like all of the, all the kind of like the notes that I was mm. looking for at the moment. Um, you know, I, I kind of was just 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 churning my way maybe through Life is Strange. You know, as a second kind of playthrough, just just going the, you know about it again, so, getting yeah. ready for the new one to come out. So, speaking of uh, soundtracks, that's got a pretty good soundtrack as well. Life it is does. Strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine the 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 second one, 
which is, which is out very soon, or the first episode will be out very soon yeah. in September, um, will also focus on yeah. a very good soundtrack. I mean, it's not um, even my kind of music, but the soundtrack was great. In the first no, but they, they use it mm. very well. Oh, it's, yeah. it's the so use good. of it, yeah. uh, which which mm. really sticks out. Um, and I think uh, you know that that links me very well into the next game I'm going to talk about as well. Yes. Um, can 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 I take a quick toilet break? I don't want you to, to do. I do a little. Have too much editing. I do a little cheap. You... Yes. Thank uh, you. So. Yes, another game with fantastic music that I've been playing is Mafia 3. Um, now, I'm maybe only, well, I'm probably like five hours in, maybe six hours in, something like that. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm past that almost, um, like that the intro kind of section, or at least mm. what I played in the demo, uh, where you have like... The, where the you have the time jumps between like the bank heist yeah. that you're doing and it jumping back to Lincoln, just getting back from uh, the Vietnam War, and kind of that builds all the way up until you've got the money and you're back in Sammy's bar. Mm-hmm. And I even even after playing the demo with what happens in Sammy's bar, then I was still kind of like, oh fuck, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh shit. No. Ooh. Oh, I, like this oh, is this is this has put its fucking hooks in me. I need mm. to, I need to fucking murder everyone now. <laughs> like, and you know, and I played, yeah. I played a little bit after that, and I'm finding that it's a like pacing wise, it's it's a little bit slow. Um, it 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 starts off, like I can understand why it starts off slow. It opens up the world to you, and it says go here for this mission. Oh, here's maybe two objectives to go and do. Go and do these. Mm. And it might just be kind of like the pace that I'm playing it at. You know, I'm doing it in quite yeah. short bursts. I'll go and do it in maybe one mission and then I'll, I'll have a break to, you know, do something else because maybe I'm only getting half an hour on the game or something like that at a time. Uh, but I'm finding, at least in the way that I'm playing or the time that I'm kind of allotting to it, that it's a little bit slow perhaps. But. Uh, no, just, just, just wait. Just wait. <laughs> um. It's not. It's not you. It's the game. Honestly. Okay. Um, it's. I'm sure you've heard all the criticisms of like yeah. Mafia Three. Um, the gameplay will definitely be a slog um, towards a certain point. You're still fresh. You're still um, somewhat new into it. So uh, the allure probably hasn't worn off right now. But towards the latter stages of the game, you will just want to get through the story. It's compelling okay. enough to, you know drag you through that like this that bog of this of like the gameplay it, yeah. it's strong enough to do that but um at a certain point it is i wouldn't say grindy but it's just stuff that you wish you didn't have to do all over again just mm. to progress the story and you will get to that point so it's not it's not you it is definitely the game but um you know, if you if the story's already compelled you, even from yes. you played the demo yeah. quite some that came out on PSN and Xbox Live quite some time ago. Like I was going to say, like six months oh, ago, but it's probably more than that. It was yeah, it was probably um, it was probably when about I, this probably time like last year, maybe year sometime maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, did your progress carry over or no? Ah, okay. No, it didn't. I thought mm. it would, but no, yeah. nothing. Nothing. Games at all. are getting better. About that nowadays to for have you progress carry over but yeah um yeah the the opening 
not sequence, but like the opening hours of that game are, they do just drag you in, and, it, it, mm. and as you say, as you said to me earlier, like the characters and like, I think they motion cap this game, but like the characters, their you know their their personalities, mm. the voice acting, it, it, yeah, it's really very it's, good. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal, and it's um. I went on record on this podcast. It was like one of my favorite games of 2016. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Years kind of all blend into one. 2016. Yes, yes. I see. Yeah, Hitman was that. Was it? Was it 2016? Yeah, it was 2016. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> my head hurts, but 2016. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a phenomenal like story. It's one of the best stories ever told in video games, and. I honestly think they spent all their budget on the licensed music and on the story <laughs> and then they just couldn't afford anything else after that point. And it's quite an interesting story. I think it was... Yeah, it was Kotaku who wrote a story about just what was going on with that studio. Mm. Um, it's 13 was Hangers. It hang, hangar 13 or 13? Hangar, ha- hangar 13, yeah. Mm. What was going on with that studio and... Because it's owned by like... 2K, isn't it? Mm. Um, yes. Because it yes, was it around the same time they started developing on that. There was like stuff with Bioshock and Bioshock Infinite, I think. And all this kind of like mess and all this, you know, um, kind of thing where it's like they they projected and they wanted to fly to the moon, but budgets and like poaching from different um, studios, etc. Like, it affected the game, which happens with most development studios. Whenever you hear about a yeah. game that doesn't reach its potential, it's usually because of something that happened, maybe with the publisher, maybe with planning, mm. maybe with you know project management. Something happened, but it's a really interesting story. Um, should check it out. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's unfulfilled potential because I remember when the trailers came out for it. It's like no, I wasn't re- expecting Mafia Three. Especially a mafia free in a setting where it's not about Italian um, yeah. prohibition era gangsters. It's more of this, you know, hotbed of like racism and like nine, late 1960s era um, kind of Viet, you know, post Vietnam War mm. and all. <laughs> very messy time, basically. Yeah. Um, like civil rights movement and everything like that. I never expected it to be in that kind of. Um, that kind of timepiece, but um, and tone piece, sorry, in that kind of time era. But in terms of what it does with that and how honest it is and how brutal it is, it, it, it no other game has done that. And I think it was special mm. just for actually going that extra step, going that extra distance, not you know erring and not blurring the lines between. Oh, maybe you know, you know, like sort of like the. Um, not the game itself, but like the marketing push behind, like Wolfenstein, mm. um, um, where it's like, no, it wasn't Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein were like, yeah, to hell with Nazis with Pete Hines. <laughs> Which game was it? Yes, that was yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Far Cry Five, rather. Sorry. Um, oh yes. Where it's where like kind of like, oh no, mm, well, sort of, but no. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, oh, we're not trying to make a statement. It's like, yeah, but you yeah. are. You can't have both yeah. ways. And um, then Division Two as well has come under flack for that, you know, taking taking the division oh, setting yeah, to yeah. Washington and be like, oh, it's yeah. not political, but it's, yeah. it's not political. Like, yeah, yeah, the current administration's not going to 
tear the country into the ground or nothing, but we're going to make, you know, allegory to that. But we're not saying anything at the same time. But it's not political. It's, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's don't, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, guys. Who it's don't the like French. It's, it's the French all game. over. They're like, yeah, but no. Less <laughs> fair, isn't it? <laughs> Bless them. But it's just, it's just like, you know, Mafia 3 was, you know, pre... Well, I guess the first Wolfenstein came out, but pre, like... Mm. You know, everything going to crap in the world. It was like very, very honest and very brutal about yeah, it was, what its it was. intentions it, were. But it, mm. but it, it's it's honest and brutal, not just in its kind of in its story around like Lincoln and what happens with him, but like in the world as well. Like you, you mm. just hear as you're walking down the street, you know, NPCs and people kind of like on the pavement and stuff talking about like. Dr. King and like lynchings and mm. what's happening to them and you know yeah. it, 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 it's it's very kind of I assume they must have done tons and tons and tons of research about what it was like to live yeah. in this environment then and talking to the people that kind of lived there and the conversations that they were having with people and it, it doesn't it just doesn't hold back at all which is no it doesn't which is absolutely yeah. brilliant yeah because you don't see that kind of like rawness and honestly from like game devs it's like because there's also a you know especially in the gaming sphere there's always like we don't want to isolate anybody we don't want to anger anybody or anything but it's like they were just like this is a historical context and we're yeah. going into we're digging into the history of it completely and and as you say it factors into the world the world building it factors into the story it factors into like the gameplay like even though the gameplay isn't isn't that great and it, this feature could probably go unnoticed by most people, but like how um, if you're in an affluent white area um, and you cause trouble and someone calls the cops, you can stop people from calling the cops by yeah. decking them. Slamming but- <laughs> them into the floor, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's like if they manage to call the cops, like the cops will be there in a second, whereas yeah. in a poorer, poorer, more you know, ethnic uh, neighborhood. Yes. The cops will be like, yeah, we're on our way. We'll take our time. We'll D- take our time. Yeah, I, don't I, not I shop first, like, you know. <laughs> I was already <laughs> almost, uh, you know, mm. when the cops showed up uh, yeah. in one of the poorer areas that I was going to, is mm. it the hollow? Which is the area yes. that you're kind of starting. Mm. Uh, when I was going around there and someone called the cops and they showed up, I was almost two thirds of the way <laughs> out of the zone that yeah. the cops have already. You know, it's kind of like, yeah, we'll kind of get mm. there when we're ready. Oh, they got away. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Hmm. They jumped yeah. in the river and swam to the other side. We're not going to follow them, don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, I think just stuff like that is, like, really cool ideas. Yeah. And they managed to implement some of those ideas. It's just the rest of the world uh, feels <laughs> hollow. So, yeah. That, and yeah. that's a bit of a shame. Like, But that's the thing with all the Mafia games. Like, the open, open world always felt like empty like always oh, felt, I mean, like superficial I've, even mm. even in these early hours i've driven down a street mm. which has had no cars mm. no pedestrians no life at all on yeah. it and then suddenly boom they just appeared as i turned a corner there's just yeah. this there like mm. oh okay fine yeah yeah you That's see the limitations texture of, of, popping <laughs> yeah see the limitations of kind of like the engine Includes and what MPCs, they're trying to yeah. do and mm. and suddenly the the sun 
will just you know blaze yeah, through buildings the light boxes, building yeah there. no, there's is that just still an issue okay jeez i would so, have thought um, they would have patched that like, well te- now, te- i mean technically there are a lot of problems but yeah. i'm you know i'm kind of overlooking them at the moment i suppose because i'm compelled a little bit by the story mm. yeah it had a bit of like ubisoft jank in it which was jank but it wasn't game breaking jank and it yeah, was yeah. fun jank um, and I and I met some of those things when I started playing. Um, mm. But I would have thought two years down the line they would have like patched most of that. But it's a shame that they haven't given it like the love and care that it probably I mean, should have had. Maybe they're working post-release. on something else. Maybe Two K haven't given them any more money to be able to go back into this and work on it or patch it any further. You know, they mm. probably released yeah. maybe six months worth of patches, and now it's one guy. Doing yeah. just like One dude. bug, yeah, bug fucks, bug fucks, yeah. no, bug fixing <laughs> when he can. Yeah. Uh, He's on the Reddit forums saying, "I'm so sorry, <laughs> it's just me." <laughs> I can't help you. I know yeah. there's a problem, but I, I can't. It's, it's above me. I'm just sorry. one man. Yeah, yeah I, I'm sure they. It's been hinted at in that same Kotaku article that they are working on Mafia Four, so. God knows what that'll be. It'll probably go back to okay, uh, Italian lobsters, but to be honest, we haven't had a game like that in quite some time, so that would be really fun to play. Uh, it would, so. it would. I mean, we had yeah. we had the Mafia games. We also had the Godfather games yes. around about the same time. Scarface, mm. which was a PS2 game. It was, yes. As well. I mean, we've, we've kind of had That wasn't these... bad. That wasn't it it bad. was fine. I, I really liked mm. the first um, Godfather Game oh, the Godfather well. games are cool. That yeah. was brilliant. Those are good. Uh, the second one, yeah. kind of not so much, but it, I, I we, can't we, even remember the difference between the first ones. I mean, you know, games. it's not quite. Mm. We're not quite in the realms of like zombies. We haven't had no. that many games. They've not infiltrated. You know, the mafia, no. Italian mafia, haven't infiltrated games that much. We had a little no. bit of it in Hitman, but only, only a tiny little bit in the uh, mm. Sapienza. Sort yeah, of uh, yeah. map, but that's kind of yeah, it, James Bond. really. Yeah, mm. yeah but so it, no, it, there hasn't of, been. Yeah. yeah, apart yeah. from Guns Gore and Cannoli and Guns Gore and Cannoli Two, which are great games. Yeah, there hasn't been many. I think I think there's definitely space for that to be to have a lot of resurgence, which would be oh, that'd be so but it's, cool. Uh, I suppose it goes mm. with you know we were talking about um, uh, how maybe like these kinds of stories. Uh, haven't been told in games but also they mm. haven't really like this point of view and this story hasn't really been told in movies a huge amount and actually it's only maybe like novels mm. uh, uh, that that kind of can push it a little bit more because uh, you know obviously novelists need to make money and they want to sell their books and stuff but you have a much broader range of, of books yeah. available to you than you do movies or video games in terms of narrative so you know, someone can come along and say, "I want to write a very, uh, you know, a, a, a piece about the civil rights movement." This is my novel that I've written about it that follows this character through this period in the sixties, mm-hmm. and a publisher will turn around and be like, "Cool, yeah, we'll pick that up. Yeah. We'll, we'll do that for yeah. you. Sure, no problem." You try and do that in a film, and maybe there's only maybe two or three different distribution houses or, or publishers yeah. that want to be able to do that. And you go to games, and then there's maybe only one that will be, you know, that will pick you up, sort of thing. Yeah. So. I, I think with this, they were very brave to kind of tell that story yeah. to start with. But uh, it, it kind of, yeah. it, it it almost, I don't think it, you know, I think maybe the first Wolfenstein 
or the reimagined Wolfenstein was maybe the first game to properly give that maybe that like like little dynamic shift to kind of be yeah. a little bit more sort of like it, 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 it's okay to speak out against these shitty yeah, things and, and these it, it, cuntish kind of people. Let's let's yeah, yes, yes, it's, that... it's a history, it's a historic kind of based uh, mm. game and it's not set in the future, uh, yeah. you know, it's not set in the present, but it's allowed maybe other games to go like actually we want to tell a story that's a little bit that obviously mm. allowed Wolfenstein 2 to kind of take that that next step further yeah. as well. Yeah. Um so just in addition to that it's like I can't remember any outrage about Mafia 3 about Wolfenstein mm. the first one. I can't remember any outrage the likes of what we've seen if like Wolfenstein 2 or Far Cry 5 or anything no, like that. No. And it just shows you how everything I don't want to get too political but it just shows you how everything has shifted yeah and how completely it's actually incredible because thinking about it now Mafia 3 it's like oh yeah we're going to dig down into civil rights we're not going to we're going to show how awful things were nobody said anything everyone mm. was excited for the game yeah very much and, yeah. and how everything is just completely pendulum shifted to the other side everyone is outraged when you see any person of colour or any woman in any video game on the cover or as a main protagonist it's it's, it's extraordinary That's it. how that shifted Gears 5 like, better watch out someone someone, someone on some wait. message board is coming for them at some point <laughs> yes, yes she's a, a Hispanic woman <laughs> fucked that yeah. game that sells like two copies <laughs> normal buy that game oh, oh god no oh, no oh. no it's on about dude bros loving each other. I, yeah. but I, I, I completely agree. I think it's because we, mm. we're starting to get to a point where stuff like maybe, you know, Mafia 3 it, it, and very much Wolfenstein 2, even though Wolfenstein 2 is still a, you know, like an alternate history um, mm. 50s based, is it in the 50s, Wolfenstein 2? I know it's a bit of time after... World War Two is finished, isn't it? So it might be the fifties, basically. But 50s, anyway, yeah, fifties or it might yeah, be the fifties. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, it like they are cutting very close to home, and they are dealing with issues that have come back up in the last couple of years. Yeah, and whether you're, you know, you can talk about whatever political spectrum you want. You can pick a side if you really want to, but. A lot of these games kind of tackle a very extremist view, um, and you know we, we we can go back and we can think. Well, America in the '60s, a lot of people thought the way about black people or any you know anyone that wasn't white, essentially, hmm. uh, in a very different way to how they thought about other white people, hmm. and you know that. Even I suppose even kind of then it was a it was almost a normal kind of view for those people to think that mm. it is a very extreme sort of view like it's an extreme position to kind of take about yeah. another human being and at least you know, with hindsight we have that kind of knowledge now to think about yeah. it and think like these you know at least with a little bit of education perhaps it might have been a little bit different and yeah well, it, it was know, more normalized sort of back then it was, it yeah. was more normalized yeah more yeah. But it, it, it's, it's you know these kind of these these extreme positions that these games are portraying are starting to cut very close 
to the political kind of pushes that we've been having mm. very recently. So I think you, maybe you that's see, kind of... Yeah, I think, I think you're very right. There is going to be a push and pull. It's like, yes, creators are going to want to take current events and status mm. quo and meld it into their game. I just think it's also because everything's under a microscope at this yeah, point. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, why it's just even bigger because like as I said if Mafia 3 came out this year it'd be a completely different story to what it was when it came out in 2016 completely completely yeah. different and it's just you should, it's only occurred to me now how how that momentum shift just mm. happened and how like vociferous it is like how it's incredible because it's like no one. I didn't hear anyone peep about Matthew Free. Everyone talking about Matthew Free, they were just talking about how crap the gameplay was. <laughs> nothing about the story. <laughs> My boat flew yeah. into the sky. Yeah. yeah, they weren't talking. They were talking about the bugs. They weren't talking about all like, oh, how dare you say this and you know butchering <laughs> people in this way. It's like that's what happened, dude. You know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's okay. Don't worry. Yeah. And it's, and it's okay <laughs> for those of you that are sat there and you're playing through, like, like as I have, like, I've played through Mafia 3 and mm. I'm sat there thinking, I, you know, even as, as Lincoln, you know, I, I play through a couple of games and I'm like, oh, I've kind of got options here. Mm-hmm. I can I could turn off knifing all of these people and take them down uh, and, and knock them unconscious. But actually, I'm going to fucking murder all of these fucking people. Like, it, it's fine to have, you know, to, to kind of... To, to allow <laughs> you to get involved with the story mm. and the emotion and kind of how you would feel about that situation and put yourself in that character's position. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, I've never been in a position that Lincoln Clay had ever found himself in. I've never been in that no. position. No one has. But I, can... I never went to Vietnam. <laughs> no, you did definitely have not. No. Uh, you might have been to Vietnam, but it definitely wasn't to shoot anybody. No. Um, well, how do you know? Ooh. Well, that's true. Ooh. It's why you like Hitman so much, isn't it? That's what well. it is. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, it's fine to kind of put yourself in that person's shoes and think, I'm going to fucking oh, yeah. destroy everyone. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like like the Tomb Raider that's coming out in a few weeks. And everyone's like, oh, well, Lara's killing people. She shouldn't be killing people. It's like, you can like put put your mud on your face and be like you know Arnie and Predator I'm going to kill everybody like I don't care because it's badass or was it is it like the, what is it um, is it Rambo 4 like whatever it's called John Rambo where he's just sat on that like minigun on the back of the car as they're all running up the hills yeah, it's like, this is fun and it's just like three minutes do- of him just firing this gun at people and the whole way through that I'm thinking yes Yes, keep yes. going. Keep going. Yes, keep it's going. Like, keep going. It, yeah, it's like there's there's narrative diff- dissonance, and there's like this is just cool. This is just cool to kill <laughs> everyone. Yeah. You know, I can't do it in real life. Let me do it in a video game. <laughs> I don't care if Lara Croft has redeemable qualities. I mean, twenty years ago she had pointy tits, so it didn't really matter. Which no one has. <laughs> yes. so it's just you know, let's get outraged about things. No one's got pointy tits. What's going on? Uh, not anymore. Well, <laughs> yes. It's not the nineties anymore, is it? So, no. Uh, yeah. But like, but it, but and, and that's it. As you said, mm. it's a video game. 
Yeah. And I, I know that's that's for some people, maybe not like the people that we at least kind of uh, relate mm. to and push to that listen to us. That, that you know, mm. I, I imagine our audience is of a very certain leaning kind of way. But uh, you know, for everyone out there, mm. it's it's a video game. It it's is, it's a it piece is. of entertainment. Yeah. It mm. can touch on whatever topics its creators want it to touch on. It yeah. can say whatever it wants about society, as any novel, as any film, as any piece of entertainment can do. Yes, you, and you, you can don't choose. Have to play it. You can yeah. choose to consume it or not. Don't yeah. like what it's saying. It, 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 don't play it. It's Simple like that. GTA. I mean, people say you can kill hookers or whatever. It's like, yeah, that's one thing you can do. Is it like violent against women? It's violent against everybody. <laughs> exactly. Yes, <laughs> yes. You can kill violent anybody. against all of those pigeons <laughs> yeah. that are hanging around that you just need to shoot instead of finding those hidden goddamn packages. Pigeons. Just fucking find where those pigeons. I spent a whole year in uni tracking down those bloody pigeons. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's like that game that called Hatred that came out. Yeah. And people were so up in arms about it. I was like, why? Have it- me, I was like, why are people so upset about this? It, if anyone doesn't know the game, it's just basically a senseless killing game. It's like you're you're a dude in a <laughs> trench coat, long hair, and you're walking down a street and you're just killing civilians. And it's like, that is somehow worse than GTA. And it's like, I don't know if that's... It's because that was the main conceit of the game, whereas like GTA, it's like, you go out of your way to kill pedestrians. I guess it's I guess it's context, right? Because even something like Manhunt, mm. yeah, uh, where you're going around, mm. like the, the the whole idea of Manhunt is to kill everybody and escape the level. Yeah, and you can be as brutal as you want in kind of like mm. three stages. You know, if you've got a plastic bag, you can just suffocate them, or you can mm. then suffocate them and beat it's the shit out of them, or you know, yeah. there's three stages to every kind of weapon that you've got and the kill execution that you kind of want to do mm-hmm. and uh, like the whole idea that they tried to push with that was that you'd been captured for uh, to make like snuff videos essentially mm-hmm. um, and then I seem to remember the controversy with the second one was similar to hatred in that you were just going around killing people there yeah. was no you like you weren't a, like you weren't a victim as such yeah. there was no situation you were put in where you were ha- where you had to do this where you're forced mm. to do it so that wasn't okay obviously if you're forced to kill people it's fine <laughs> spider-man's not forced to be spider-man he can just be peter parker at that's the very end of true the day. he could even yeah. though spider-man doesn't kill him i don't know is he is he got the batman code i have no idea does Ooh, he kill people he know. does kill people he killed that guy who killed uncle ben <laughs> <laughs> in the in Sam Raimi's Spider Man, no more rice for you. Did he kill him? No, he he tripped out of a window. He kill he tried to kill Sandman. Fuck knows. In the third movie, <laughs> fuck off. Classic really? piece of cinema. <laughs> well, in his <laughs> in the dark Toby Maguire part, where he <laughs> turned all venomy. Anyway. <laughs> Oh, Let's move yeah. on. Oh, Let's dear. move on. I hope I hope the game doesn't touch on any of that. <laughs> I hope it does. I hope you can dance down the streets. 
can you kiss someone upside down just at ran- just randomly in an alley? If there's not a button prompt for that at some point in the game, throw it in the trash. Pointless. Right in five, the trash. Five out of ten. Four out of ten. <laughs> shit. Yes. No upside down kiss. No venom sequence yeah. done. Get rid of him. Yeah, Get rubbish, rid of him. Rubbish. Is Rhino in it? He better be. He is. Yeah, he was. He was in the last, oh, he is. In the last trailer. Oh, he's in yeah. the trailer. No Good. Mysterio yet, though. Because no, yeah, I, I just remember that Rhino fight. Was it in Spider-Man 2? I can't remember. But that was cool. Oh God, I remember. Um, so mm-hmm. even before that, there was uh, like a side-scrolling Spider-Man game. Is that the one I played on Game Boy? No, it was... <laughs> uh, well, unless it was Game Boy Color. Because it was definitely it was yeah, definitely was a Game Boy Color one. It was definitely yeah. a color game. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rhino would essentially just run across the screen... <laughs> And if you're stood there, he'll just yeah. fucking knock you over. And then if you jump over him, you're fine. Mm. You're all right. That's fine. But actually quite difficult because the timing wasn't yeah. quite what you think it would be. So, mm. yes. I definitely played a Spider-Man game on Game Boy Color. Don't know what it was called. Yeah, yeah. Don't know if it was a spin-off of one of the console games. It was Spider-Man. So I had it, it and it was cool. Ooh, I wonder I think it was a PS1 game. It might have been the spin-off of the PS1 game. Mm. Who knows? Mm. It's, it's it's incredible how many games I've forgotten I've actually played. It's like when someone mentions it, it's like, oh god, yeah, I played that. Oh yeah, I played the Flintstones game on NES. There's a copy of that somewhere within my family Jeez, that I, I, apparently I, I, goes for like £400 or something. I've been playing games since like 1990, so that's mm. that's like 28 years yeah, worth of games to f- remember. Yeah. There's there's no way. There's absolutely no way I can there's remember no every can remember game that. I played. And I, I don't know whether it's because and that's why I started writing them down because when I'm old and doddery and I can't remember, it's like oh yeah, I played that guacamole. Defining yeah. defining point in my life, guacamole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> nah, it's a great Metroidvania, but nah. I know I, I I know what you mean completely. I spent yeah. um, you know I think when I was uh, when I was thirty when I turned thirty, mm. I decided on Facebook to post up in the um, like the, the preceding thirty days to my birthday, yeah. like a game which had influenced me. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't oh, like okay. thirty mm. to number one in my favourite games. Yeah, I just, tried to do it kind of like sequentially, many. chronologically, almost. Oh, okay. Uh, you know yeah. how I kind of started out in the games that I enjoyed playing, and I like I racked like I must have started this like say forty, forty-five days before I started to post them, and I racked my brain for <laughs> you know two weeks, ten days. Trying yeah. to remember like every game I played, there was no way, absolutely no way I could remember. And the list turned into essentially the list turned into the games I remember playing because obviously they've stuck with me. You know, the ones I remember yes. playing are the ones that yes. have stuck with me that obviously yes. meant something to me. So that kind of like that list essentially was like influential games in my life or just games yeah. I can just remember. games I remember because it's like I forgot that I played like Super Mario Land two like. I only remembered like a couple years ago, and it's like, I love that game. Yeah. Oh yeah, I played that game. It's like you just completely forget, um, especially <laughs> when you're that young. And it's like PS2 games. It's like it's only when people bring them up, and that was only what, fifteen years ago. Yeah. And yeah. it's like I played these games, and I have 
I remember playing them, but if you had not prompted me, I wouldn't have remembered playing that game. Completely. Like like yeah, the yeah. Matrix game and like as you said, Scarface oh. and like Godfather games and it's like Was it was it the Matrix reloaded? This. It was one of them. It wasn't very good. It's like something that I rented. There's so many games <laughs> that I rented. Not Matrix Online. That wasn't very good. <laughs> it's so many that games was, that, that I rented, bad. played briefly, yeah. or played like over a weekend or something like that. And it's like, oh yeah, I played that game. Don't remember much about it, but I remember when yeah. I got my PlayStation Three, and we didn't get any games with it. But we went up to the the rental shop. And we rented out some games, but they didn't have any PlayStation 3 games in. So we just had to rent PlayStation 2 games we hadn't yeah. played before. And I remember yeah. some kind of really bad Jackie Chan game. <laughs> yeah, I didn't play that. First game I played on <laughs> PlayStation 3. Some really bad PS2 Jackie Chan game. I have no idea what it was called. I just remember smashing... High noon! Smashing crates... <laughs> And beating people up, you know. Oh, no, what is it called? Night? What's it called? Something nights and Shanghai, Shanghai, Shanghai nights. noon, Shanghai noon, God, Shanghai geez. nights. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't that. that. Was it was definitely more like Rumble in the mm. Bronx style kind of. Oh well, that sounds uh, cool enough. It would be, but it was like, uh, do you remember mm. Final Fight? That yes. kind of, you know, mm. and not the not the the two D like the three D kind of <laughs> fighting game. It was kind of a bit like that. It wasn't very good. Yeah, it, I think that's best to be forgotten. I remember renting honest. it for about two days and taking it back and be like, I will not rent this again. Yeah. I'm going to go and buy the first PlayStation 3 game yeah. I see. Buy. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, I, I mean, just games that I bought and I traded or... When I say traded, lent and nobody gave it back. Like, <laughs> like just, just like I was thinking the other day, like... Um, one that I infamously known that I, I I lent somebody was like the Rugrats game <laughs> on PS1, and I rented that for um, was it FIFA '96 or something like that, and it's <laughs> and the guy he, he clearly liked Rugrats and I was we were too old to buy Rugrats <laughs> and it's like he clearly liked Rugrats a lot. <laughs> and he didn't want to ha- have his like FIFA '96 game back, so he just blanked me. He, <laughs> when I was like, "Do you want FIFA '96 back?" and I'll get Rugrats back. <laughs> no word from him because he clearly it. wanted Rugrats. Yeah. Oh no. He works for Aston Villa now. Oh well. Says it all. <laughs> that does say it all. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he clearly just wanted the Rugrats. But yeah, just games that <laughs> I traded and I lent. Like, Xbox fight, not Xbox, X-Men fighting game that I was thinking about the other day. So, oh yeah, I played that. That was cool as hell. And just, I remember buying games on, like, the Sega Master System at, like, was it HMV back then? And Blockbuster and... It's I just, just like, I, I mean, but that's but that's the thing. Like, there's, there's been so many games, so many games, many. and so many bad ones, which you would forget, which you want to forget. So many like mediocre <laughs> ones that you just don't remember. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, just, you know, I unless, remember Croc. I remember Croc because that was oh, terrible. No. Um, Croc what was, was oh, bad. Fuck. Was, what was the ocean game where you were like a fish? Echo you were James the Dolphin. Bond. No, you were James James Pond. 
Do you remember James Pond? PC I've heard game. Of it. Was it PC I've, game? I've, Fuck knows. I've, I've heard of it. So many fucking games. I thought that was just a joke. <laughs> well, it, it probably I thought was he was on about like Sea Man or something. <laughs> Terrible games. <laughs> when yeah. you say, wait, wait, wait. See, this then, this then leads me on to TV programs that I've forgotten. Yeah. What was the, what was the animated pirate show with Seaman Stains and like oh, Roger the Cabin uh, Boy? P- P- Pugwash. 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 Yes. Yes. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> Captain Pugwash. Yeah. Mm, yeah. No one. Stop, no, yeah, no there? one. I was about to say, no one's gonna know what we're on. No, we finish? <laughs> no one after it. Yeah, no one born post nineteen ninety eight is gonna have any idea what we're on. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've probably got some older listeners, people who remember oh, yeah. James Pond and Captain Pugwash. Oh yeah, we've got some old oldies on here. Yeah. Thank you for. You're the ones with the least amount of time, so thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just sit around all day listening to podcasts. Thank you for your no. time. Yeah. Yes. Probably it's like being in the American military, after. isn't it? Rather than thank you for your mm. service, thank you for your time. <laughs> yes. um, dear podcast listener, let's talk mm. about the beers that we've drank. Lucy, mm. you've had two. Yeah. One from Dig and Weird one from Weirbeard. Yeah. Um, the weird beard. I, I, I'm glad I let it like settle in the glass for a bit because um, you got more of those honey and lemon flavors in like the um, yeah uh, the soapiness. It's such a derogatory term. I don't know, like herbal um, essence to the beer that faded away um, over time. Mm. You got more of the honey. You got more of the sweetness. Um, nice beer. Not, definitely not my favorite from Weird Beard. Um, it's not a bad beer by any means, but. Not my favourite, but yeah, uh, the dig the dig Bruco, uh beer, the Optimo. That was good. That was really good. Um, definitely pick up more can of this. Is very sessionable. You can just I could have just drank ten of these throughout mm. the course of the podcast. Very easy drinking. Very smooth. Um, nice fruity flavours that are just slightly subdued and make you want to go for more. Um, pineapple, um, like citrus. Orange peel, that kind of stuff. But nice, yeah, definitely the Optimo. Um, I, I don't know how if they're ever going to be widely available. Um, mm. um, even to the you know, just the Midlands, um, let alone the rest of the UK. But if you can get up to Birmingham, um, it's definitely a good shout. Definitely a chilled out place to go to. Dig Bruco. So yeah, Dig was Dig was one of the highlights of, of us coming yeah. up to Birmingham. Definitely, it was very nice, chilled out, so place. good as well. Mm. Yeah, and, and they have just, like tons of taps. Yeah, exactly, like there's, nine, there's, ten on it. One. I mean, time. it must have been more than that. It must have been a twelve or fifteen when we went yeah. in that they had on. Plus, mm. all of these different cans in the fridge as well. Mm. So, yeah. yeah, and all knockout beers, and to know that they're canning them and that they stay this fresh and this, this, um, they match like, um, like something that you experience at the tap room is really promising to see. So, yeah. yeah, nice, mm. nice. Um. Out of the two that I had, the more Mormont, mm. uh, or more and the La Brasserie de Mont Salève Mormont, and the uh, Arbor Space Hardware New England IPA, yeah, it's it's difficult to pick between the two because mm. they're different beer, very different beers. Um, you know, the the one from More gave me a very nice warming kind of feel yeah. 
it had those kind of like those rye elements which maybe gave it that little bit of like a bourbon kind of wood smoke mm. little bit to it uh the space hardware whilst being a new england ipa kind of toned that down a little bit uh balanced yes. it out slightly to make it maybe a little bit more ipa-ish uh give it a bit of a a bigger flavor a bit of a more bitter kind of flavor to it as well mm. uh so it's hard to pick between the two um I think you, just from what it sounded like from here, I think you enjoyed the more. more. The more, more. The more, more. The more, 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 more. Yes, and I think <laughs> I think you're right. I think I did mm. enjoy the more, more. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I think because it's given me something that I haven't had for yeah. months now. Uh, I mean, the last kind of beer that I had from memory... Which gave me that kind of that very warming end of the night, uh, almost like that nightcap kind of feel. Yeah, was the uh, was the Bon Chance from Good Chemistry, which was last year. Oh yes, it wasn't even yes. this year. Uh, so I mean, I might have had mm. other beers which have given that to me, which just haven't quite stuck with me. Maybe talking about things mm. sticking with you, games and movies and TV shows, and you know, those beers maybe haven't quite stuck with me as maybe that Good Chemistry one has. But this more yeah. is. Is, is just just very well placed for today um it, that that smokiness on it wasn't harsh at all it's really yeah. light but lovely to to feel that through from the mm. from the kind of like the malty and the rye sort of uh, uh beginning to it uh, pushing that smokiness through into that bitterness yeah Whereas sounds like you're getting all the comfort of like a stout but it's not completely too heavy it's exactly like 6%. that exactly yeah yeah, yeah 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 on a night like this where it's not winter it's still mm. summer, but it's a little it's bit of chilly. It's on the turn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. We need an Indian mm. summer. We need at least another three or four weeks of warmth. Uh, yes, but yes, exactly. for tonight, for tonight, the more the moment, I think, has just picked it for me. It's clinched uh, it. And yeah. normally, I'm a I'm an Arbor advocate. You know, I, I yeah. love everything that Arbor makes. So they make some good beers. Yeah. I need to. They are at the Bristol Festival, aren't they? I think so. They should be, but <laughs> yeah, if they've got some new beers, though, it'd be nice to uh rekindle my relationship with Arbor because they make some good beers. Yes, they do. never had a bad beer from them, ever. No, that's very true. No. Uh, but again, I don't think I've ever had a bad beer from more. No, don't really have bad beers nowadays because you know, when you're an indie brewer, if you have one bad beer, then you're not going to go back, are you? you pr- well, you probably, yeah, exactly. You probably chuck yeah. it and never, you know, you yeah. iterate on the formula, change it up mm. to make it a lovely beer. So, yeah. yes, very true. Um, if people want to talk to you, Lucy, or play some games yes. with you, how do they do so? Uh, add me on Twitter at TankedUpLucy or add me on PSN and Xbox Live and Steam and Untapped at JuicyLoose9. Winner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Hey, hey, the, 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 oh, there was a joke in Guacamole about because the Ooh. first one was very meme heavy. Yes, this one's, this one's like, well, they, they refer to like different games, and that's how they make okay. their jokes. And it was yes. like when but you turn into a, a chicken, there was like, a lot of chickens. Yeah, there was a lot of chickens in Guacamole. Yeah, and it was mm. like you're going to be a winner, not a chicken dinner. Nice, you're be a winner, winner, not a chicken dinner. I was like, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's funny. PUBG joke. <laughs> yes. Good. Good. Mm. If you want to talk to me, tell me that I should play Guacamole too. 
you can get me at mm. Nova underscore 47 on Twitter, on PSN, on Steam, and not anywhere else because I'm a poor human who can't afford any other consoles. So they're the places you're going to get me. You can get all of us on Twitter at tankedup underscore cast. Or you can email us tankedupcast at gmail.com. You can also mm. go and comment on any of the articles posted over at outoflives.net where you can find our podcast, where you can find other podcasts, Glorious Movie Show, the Out yes. of Lives podcast, which we've not done for a few weeks now because yeah. I got married, so that put a spanner in the works a little bit. Scott's just got a job, so that put a spanner in the works a little bit. Mm. We're, we're balancing it. We're trying to find some yeah. time to be able to do but, another but, one. So but if fun. you ever want a consistent podcast, Glorious Movie Podcast, Mr. Moody, churn them out like a Moody pro. fucking churns them out. He's... He's he smashes amazing. it. He smashes he it. He does. Completely. He absolutely does. Yeah. Dedicated to his work. A little bit. A little bit of insight. As he will say himself, he hasn't got all of the insight, but a little bit of insight into what's going on in Hollywood and movies in general, then yeah, check out the Glorious Movies show over on Analyzer.net or iTunes or your podcast service of choice where I'm sure you're listening to us. And if you haven't rated us and reviewed us yet, do it. Give us as hmm. many stars as you want. One, two, three, four... Maybe I'd five? recommend somewhere between one and two, but <laughs> <laughs> too to much you. beer, not enough games. <laughs> Reviewer two, too much games, not enough beer. Mm, it's like that one where I wasn't drinking. Too too much water. Just too much water. <laughs> it's too refreshing for us today. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. But yes, go to your podcast service of choice and mm. rate us, review us, spread the word, so we can expand the conversation, have it with more people. Which I'm trying to do a little bit more of on various gaming groups and uh, Facebook groups and things. I've had a little bit of a break mm. during the summer. I pulled away slightly. Mm. I'm kind of maybe putting myself out a little bit more over the last okay. week. That's good. I think the wedding maybe. was like an all-consuming event. And I, I pulled myself imagine. back from almost everything. Yeah. So yeah. So is marriage in general. So it, it, It's pretty similar to how it was before. <laughs> Don't let him fool you. Don't get married. Yeah, not not much has changed <laughs> apart from I'm I'm even poorer than I was previously. She she's got him at gunpoint. Don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> she is she is just outside having a cigarette. So I you know I had to speak very quietly. <laughs> so she'll appear at the door in a minute for a cigarette. So for another week, we've been tanked up. Bye bye. Bye. Hey. Ciao. <laughs> Ray. Hey. No.